title of this story is Am I the Askinoff for wanting to go no contact with my roommate with six months left on the lease? That would be complicated. I, 31 female, currently live with my best friend, 35 female, and her boyfriend, 27 male. My friend and I have lived together before, and she started dating her now boyfriend around four years ago towards the last year of our lease. He essentially moved into our apartment without either of them discussing it with me and lived there rent-free for almost a year despite having his own home. After the lease ended, we decided to not renew because I was still uncomfortable with how he lived with us for a year without ever contributing anything and they wanted to live together fast forward and we are all in situations where we needed roommates and we decided to live together again which i am now deeply regretting well i mean you you regretted it the first time you you didn't want to do it again so being forced into a situation that you were already uncomfortable with Yeah, we'll red flag that for you. This time around, I set hard boundaries of things I will and will not tolerate, and we discussed and agreed to them all as a group. Well, that's good. He said he understood he needs to take accountability, pay rent, clean up around the house, be respectful, and all the standard things that I would consider basic respect in a shared space. It has been six months of living together, and he has backslid on every promise he has made. Well, that sucks. Typically, my friend is the one to address the problems with him because he's her problem. But when they go unresolved, I need to step in and put a stop to it. Oh, you get to be the apartment mom. That's a fun job. He is your stereotypical silver spoon entitled rich kid and never considers how his actions affect other people. He is moody. And when he's in a bad mood, he takes it out on the whole apartment. He's either starting fights with my friend or he's sulking, dragging us all down. He has an elevated perception of self-importance, so all conversations with him consist of him mansplaining, telling you you're wrong, cutting you off mid-sentence, belittling things you care about, and one-upping everything you say. I'm going to run out of red flags here soon. He blames his immaturity and, in my opinion, shit personality on his upbringing, which, to be fair, he didn't have the easiest time, but uses it as a weapon for why he shouldn't be held accountable for his actions. He's absolutely miserable to be around. Full transparency, I have gotten into heated combos in the past with him because I just can't take the disrespect sometimes. I told him once it's not acceptable to leave his open, uneaten pizza on my sofa overnight after weeks of us cleaning up around him. He proceeded to be mad at me for three weeks. I've even found a bowl of half-eaten rice in the blankets of the sofa. This is this is like uh, like New Girl whenever Cece moves in and she's a slob and Schmidt just can't see it because he's in love with her and uh, and everybody's like, Cece's a slob. She's a hot slob. She's a big fat slob. I hit my breaking point last week because over the past few months, he has done nothing but pretend that I don't exist. Like I walk into a room and we can go two hours sitting next to each other and he won't look up from his phone once to acknowledge my existence. He ignores me if I try to be civil and say hello and ask him how he is. I'm not trying to be his best friend. I'm trying to be civil for everyone's sake, but he does not consider it worth his time to even look at me. He's cut me off while I'm mid-sentence talking to my friend like I'm not there and completely changes the convos to exclude me multiple times. It all came to a head when my friend texted me saying their dog has a cancerous lump. So when I got home, naturally, I wanted to know what was going on. He ignored my existence per usual, not even looking up to see who walked in. So my friend and I started talking about her dog for about five minutes until he abruptly yells at me to stop talking about it. In the moment, I just sat there stunned that he yelled at me, but I ended up just getting up and leaving. I ended up crying because A... She's not my dog, but I love her, and I was upset to hear the news, and B, this guy can provide me with no human decency, and I'm treated no better than a piece of furniture in my own apartment. Furniture which he leaves half-eaten bowls of rice in. Important note. 
I've decided to just treat him the way he treats me for the past week and not acknowledge him and stay out of their way. My friend and I talked about it today while he was gone, and she said she did not see an issue with how he spoke to me that night, to which I disagreed. She mentioned he is upset and feels excluded, which honestly made me laugh because same. I explained why I felt so upset about it, and she asked if I'd be willing to talk to him about it. At this point, I just want nothing to do with him. I'm okay spending my time away from them in my room until the lease is up because I can understand why she feels in the middle. I know the mature thing to do would be to talk to him about it, but I'm just so tired of it and out of to give about his personal journey to being a better person that's going nowhere. I'm not his mother. I'm not his girlfriend. I'm not his caretaker. I don't feel like it's my job to teach a grown-ass man how to be a decent human being when he's already treating me with zero respect. So am I the astronaut for wanting to go low to no contact? Hell no. No. No, this is... uh, Yeah, the roommate seeing no issue is probably the biggest red flag out of all of this. And yeah, it's because she's too close to it. She's Schmidt in this in this situation, right? She's too close to it. She loves him, so she's blinded to all of his flaws apparently she's got the rose tinted glasses on the messiness is one thing the being a disrespectful little shit of a child is a completely other thing where this guy is is willing to ignore someone's existence that he lives with you know like a sibling would do just to be a jerk and to give someone a hard time the fact that this person is still doing this what are the ages again did we talk about ages 27 He's 27. He's 27 years old. And uh, and he's still the messiness is one thing you've addressed it. Hopefully that gets better. But it's somebody who's childish enough to treat another human being like that and pretend that they don't exist except to yell at them. That's unacceptable. And the friend ignoring all of this and pretending that it doesn't exist is the biggest red flag out of anything here. This person is going to cause this friend to burn every bridge with friends that she's got. Again, is going to end up siloing her, is going to end up isolating her, um, is already probably gaslighting her into believing whatever shit version of reality he's got here. And he's got an excuse for everything and he's blaming it on his upbringing. So this guy is going to be a peach to deal with. You are not an asshole for going low to no contact, even though you still live with these people. If the roommate, your friend, isn't willing to take any kind of action to prevent her boyfriend from treating you like shit. She's choosing to not be a friend to you as well. So survive the end of your lease and then get the F out of there. And your friendship with this person is probably over. Now, hopefully your friend will wake up and be like, oh, you know what? This really is terrible. Um, Number one, why am I with this person? Number two, I'm so sorry that I allowed you to be treated that way. Um, Candy Thunder. I didn't hit the button. Oh, my God. It's Candy Thunder. Hi, guys. Um, I did skim. I skimmed the story. You skimmed it? Yeah. There's like that episode of Friends where Rachel goes to like the night class with, it's like a book club or something with yeah. Phoebe and she doesn't read the books and then she steals Phoebe's answers. So <laughs> I was trying to skim, <laughs> skim really, really quickly. Um, so, I mean, the short version of the story, well, you I, heard I, me talk about it. I read it. it. Yeah, so, I yeah, did. He's... And I saw the thing that, that stuck out to me was the fact that this guy left a bowl of rice like on their sofa uh-huh. in the blankets. Yeah. That's so, that's so nasty. Half-eaten pizza, um, just laying there. Yeah, we had this conversation before about where kids um, don't learn how to take care of themselves or like that everything is done for them. So they literally have no idea how to survive or like no idea how to just be a basic human being because they're, they've always been pampered and yeah, 
So here's your daily reminder not to to allow your kids to do things for themselves. But this guy blames his dickheadishness on his upbringing, said he didn't have he had a hard upbringing, which would say to me that he wasn't spoiled uh, into having people do everything for him. So she said he had a silver spoon entitled. Rich. Yes. So 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 his his blaming his really hard upbringing, (laughs) even though he's a, a silver spoon rich kid would be just bullshit. I don't I don't really know. I this guy just sounds like an asshole and not a nice guy. Um I don't understand what the friends with him if he can't even like do basic things like wash dishes or I don't know. Empty your food out in yeah, the trash and like not not leave rice in a bowl on the couch. Yes. Like that's just I feel like that's you shouldn't have to ask somebody not to do that. And maybe it was just intentional to be a to be a dick to somebody. Maybe. But yeah, that's a Do you like ants? That's how you get ants and mice. Leaving all kinds of food out yeah. like that. Dustin gets very... Ooh. Something else that triggers Dusty is leaving food out in the house. He gets not a the, fan. And by the people... I mean our teenagers. <laughs> not, not us. Maybe sometimes me. Am I the Askonauts? I gave my ex an early birthday gift. There's an ellipses on the end of this title, which makes me think there's something nefarious about it. I male 23 and my now ex-girlfriend, female 22, Jay, just broke up a week ago. We were together for about six months and I found out a few weeks ago that Jay had been swiping up on other guys' stories with hard eyes and flame emojis. I'm an old man, so I can only infer that that is not a good thing. And that it means that she was doing something flirtatious with other young boys uh, through some kind of digital platform. Right? Yeah. It's not It's not good. I, I know that much. It's not good. Whenever I confronted her about it, Jay told me I was being insecure and needed to work on myself if I wanted to continue being with her. Looking back on the situation, I know how toxic that sounds, but I actually ended up apologizing for being insecure and the relationship continued. Wow. She just racked up a big dub on you, bro. A week or so after that, Jay was going to a party with her friends who I had always been told were girls. She had been hanging out with this group for months and I trusted and believed her. Jay and I have differences when it comes to partying and I would have gone if she asked me to go, but she always said she knew they made me uncomfortable and I didn't have to go. Turns out she was going to parties in houses full of college and frat dudes and had neglected to tell me any of it. Well, this started another fight again. I ended up apologizing. Fast forward to about a week ago. Christmas is coming up. Interesting thing about Jay. Her birthday is actually on Christmas. Jay had already met my family and they were expecting her to be at our Christmas party. So I was trying to make it through the holidays without any issues. But I made the mistake of looking through Jay's phone while she was asleep, which I know is toxic, but I couldn't stop myself. She had cleared her Snapchat out after our argument, but I decided to take a look at her Instagram DMs. Let's just say she was having some conversations with guys on there that were a lot more than friendly. I was livid. I woke her up. We argued. I left her apartment and went home and blocked her on everything. It sucked. A couple of days later, I started getting emails from her since she's blocked on everything. And she's going off on me for being insecure and not man enough. I still had her presence and was planning on dropping them off to her. But after that, I had enough. So I went and bought a small red velvet cake, which is what I was planning on buying for her birthday, and dropped it off to her right on top of her car. 
Apparently, the cake dried out on her car overnight and actually ruined some of the paint. I don't care. I've stopped responding to her emails. I'm going to enjoy Christmas with my family and try to cut Jay out of my life. I hope she has a fantastic birthday and gets all the cake she deserves. A-I-T-A. I kind of think by cake right there, OP means multiple things. When someone shows you who they truly are, believe them. How this guy... Got got duped into apologizing every time he got mad at something is is beyond me. I mean, somebody's a master manipulator to be able to do that kind of thing. Anytime they do something that they know they got busted and exposed for to spin it to where the other person is apologizing and to be batting a thousand doing that is wild. They're way too good at what they do question here am i the asking on to give my ex an early birthday gift not the asshole for doing that i think depending on how much the damage was and uh and how serious your ex wants to get about this i mean you could end up having some legal issues for for property damage here sure but still it was warranted and uh and and yeah you know she was messing around you all the whole time he took on a lot of emotional damage and, and apologized for it every time. Like, man, I think, I think he's early twenties, 23. I think the evolution of, of what happens here um, is an unfortunate, maybe silver lining kind of, kind of series of events here. This is what I perceive to be happening in the journey that he's about to go through. He has been burned now, right? It's been burned, had enough, went no contact with her, did something to lash out a little bit, but now he's been burned and he's been burned in a, in a case where he had given himself completely to someone. So his card's going to be up for a while now. He's going to have some trust issues that he's going to have to fight through. But this is how good guys turn into assholes. This is how like the nice guys end up becoming not nice guys. Is because they end up getting into situations like this where the fact that they're a nice guy and that they're genuine people and they really care about someone gets used against them. So he's going to come out of this a little bit hardened and that's a good thing. I'm not saying it's not good to be a nice guy. I'm not saying it's not good to be genuine, but it is good to be a little bit hardened going into these things because you're not just an open wound all the time waiting to be hurt. I think getting to a point where someone has to earn your trust is a good thing. I think going into relationships without without the expectation that somebody's going to fall in love with you immediately and it's going to be freaking wine and, and roses and rainbows is a good thing. I think this is going to be a good thing for OP overall. It's going to harden them. There's going to be some pain involved, but I think it is going to be good for them in the long run. It sucks to have gone through it, but you learned a valuable lesson here about trust, about relationships, and about believing, believing someone when they show you who they truly are. All right, the title of this story is Am I the Askinoff for not buying my sister-in-law anything for Christmas? And this is from the Dusty Thunder subreddit. I, 31 female, have a troubled relationship with my sister-in-law, 32 female. Our first family Christmas was a rocky one, for some context. We do Secret Santa every year, and in 2017, I got her name. I asked her husband, 34 male, what she likes and what she would want for Christmas. Now, I'm not usually one to put forth a lot of effort, but I wanted to make her like me, so I tried really hard. 
She liked Sonic the Hedgehog at the time and was collecting plushies of the characters and other memorabilia for the show and games. As a present, I got her a limited edition Sonic statue inside a plexiglass case and a stuffed Knuckles and Sonic plushie. Not worth a ton, maybe $70 total. When she opened it, she looked like I had gifted her a box of horse shit with a side of dog vomit. I love that line. She didn't say thank you or even comment on the efforts it took to get her something she would like. Later that evening, as I was leaving, I saw the plushies in her dog's bed, Sonic being munched on by their Jack Russell. Oh, that sucks. Not even having the courtesy to wait till you're gone to just like openly give it to the dogs while you're still there. That's uh, no class, no class. Ever since then, I've told my mother, the organizer of Secret Santa, that if I get her name, she won't be getting anything from me. The petty in me wants to give her a box of dung or coal, but that's a little too much, especially because she has children now. It's now 2023, and I have pulled her name twice since then, and both times I've handed the name to my mother and said, just wrap that up and stick it in her stocking. I've tried opting out of Secret Santa to avoid even risking getting her name, but that ruins it for everyone and kills the holiday spirit. She's pulled my name once since then and bought me a gift card to Walmart. Am I the astronaut for not getting her anything for Christmas if I pull her name for Secret Santa? Edited to add, someone brought this up in comments. When I have given my mother the name and said I won't buy her anything, my mother gets her something she knows she wants, and she trashes it too. She won't trash anything I've gotten my brother or her kids. They're the only niece and nephew in the family currently. Just things that are given to her signed from me. I don't ruin Christmas. I just won't spend my money on something just for it to be thrown away or given to the dog, unless specifically for the dog. Wow. Okay. So the question here is, am I the astronaut for not buying my sister-in-law anything for Christmas? What a rude ass person. That sucks. No, not the astronaut for that. Um, I'm, I mean, what are you supposed to do in that kind of situation? What are you, what are you supposed to do when, when every time you've tried to give someone something, they just scoff at it or literally give it to the dogs or treat it like, a, like it's a box of horse shit. Like what, what are you supposed to do now? It would be really funny. If you got her a mirror so that when she opened it up, she was staring at herself when she made those shitty faces. And then it'd be like, yeah, now I understand. Yeah. Like was, was your brother, her husband wrong about not liking Sonic the Hedgehog because she was collecting plushies of the characters. And that's exactly what you got her. And she didn't like it. It's like, she just doesn't want anything from you specifically. Is it a problem she has with you specifically? What is, what is the deal there? Think about it this way. Getting nothing is something that that, you know, the other family could look at you and, and, and be like, oh, you're being petty or, or you're ruining things, whatever. Giving it to your mom and letting her deal with it is is one route here. And, and I could see that working out. Um, or you could give her something that is truly petty. And, and I haven't been able to deploy mine yet, but they have those cards. Uh, there's a TikTok shop that has them, but it has the the cards that the actual like card envelope has the the confetti not a cannon in it but it has a confetti um like a confetti bomb inside of it so when you rip the the little tear thing to open up the card it actually like spews confetti out at them and then you open up the card and it starts singing but but unlike other singing cards when you close it it doesn't stop it just keeps going until the battery runs out which is amazing uh so so you could get her something that is actually funny. And then, you know, if she's going to react in a shitty way anyway, you might as well make it it's something that's entertaining to everybody else in the family and actually do something truly petty. If you're going to do something petty, run on, run at it full steam, do it a hundred percent. Um, 
in your shoes, I would be like, can I trade this name with someone? And, and unless everybody else is like, nah, I don't want to deal with it. If it's just you, I would just try to, to trade with someone else. But she sounds like just a, um, like a terrible person to deal with. Uh, and I'm sorry you have to deal with that, especially during the holidays. It's just dreaded. Get a petty confetti shirt from, from the Dusty Thunder shop. There you go. Uh, or that like takes one to know one. Ask on one shirt. That would be good too. Yeah. Get her, there's a, there's like a DFHB denied shirt, I think, on there too. That would be the way to go. This story is titled, Am I the Buttface for Calling My Landlord's Wife a Wife? I'm staying at a short-term apartment. My current lease ends in December, but due to job-related stuff, I had to extend my lease to the end of January. Since this is a short-term rental place, this is normal. My property is owned by a couple, Brad and Stacy. Fake, obviously. Before the incident, I only talked to Brad. Brad is cool. I've only received emails from Stacy where she listed her name at the bottom, but I've never met her. I wrote them an email asking them to extend my lease. When I was writing the email, I didn't know Stacy's name off the top of my head. Her previous emails were still in my inbox, but since I'm paying her rent, I didn't think it was essential to look up her specific name. So I wrote the email starting with, hey, Brad and Brad's wife followed by my request and an extension. Oh, dear. Brad got back to me a week later saying I had to meet with him before he could approve a lease extension. It took three days to schedule this meeting with him canceling numerous times, but I thought I'd be signing a new lease, so I made it work. I went into his office and he said, My job as the landlord is to ensure we have a safe and supportive community in our apartment. It is not okay to refer to someone as a wife. Is she not your wife? I interjected. She is, but she's more than just a wife. She is the building manager and has a name, Stacy. Her name is Stacy. So in your emails, you should refer to her as Stacy, or if not, say building management. If you are unable, then I will not extend your lease. This meeting or lecture from my landlord lasted around 10 minutes, being essentially threatened with eviction. I agreed, sucked it up, and fake apologized. Frankly, I don't feel like I did anything wrong. I don't know her very well. And she is his wife. If I had a wife, I would want her to feel proud to be my wife and not ashamed. But my female com- comrades say it's dehumanizing to address a woman as their husband's wife and slightly misogynistic. Oh, only slightly, they said. So they were taking it a little easy on you here, OP. Am I the butt face? Update. My roommate read this post and he said I made a mistake in the details. Brad owns the property. The only thing Stacy does is handle the business emails. He objected to me referring to Stacy as a landlord because technically she's not. So, okay, time out. There's a little bit more here, but this makes no sense at all. Your roommate doesn't know what the they're talking about. If they're married and they have property, unless he acquired this property before the marriage, then they both own it. Your roommate jumping in and talking out his ass about things that that he doesn't know about is not helping you in this situation at all. He also said that most other tenants had similar bad interactions with Stacy as he refers to her as a wife from hell. Frankly, I don't know if this changes any of the facts, but he's pretty insistent. So your roommate is about to get kicked out too because you guys don't know how to talk to women respectfully. Do okay. The fact that we have to have this conversation really pisses me off, okay? 
the fact that we have to have this conversation, Candy and I own the business. Um, and I tell you right now, if anyone ever sent me or Candy Thunder an email that said, hey, Dusty and Dusty's wife, it would be like probably delete and block immediately. Like You don't get to talk to my wife that way. Before I even get into the body of the message, you'd be like, okay, look, you've established that you have no respect for this person at all. Learning someone's name or at least addressing them as something more than property of X person is a pretty damn basic, easy thing to do. Do you know his last name? Because then it's a Mr. and Mrs. This, and then it's an equal level of respect. Or if not, like like the landlord said, building management, whatever it is. What you did was you set him here and her here, and you did it intentionally. Whether it be laziness or whatever it was, you did it in, in a dumbass way. Even if it's that, it's like I, I don't care if you don't want to take the effort to go learn their name. At least don't put them in some kind of freaking hierarchy that doesn't make sense, that places her as less than. Put them on the same level or or do it generically enough to where it doesn't it doesn't automatically make someone less than that's what you did. And the fact that you're still fighting about this and trying to say that you were right doesn't make it better. It makes it worse. You're just digging a hole here, man. And guess what? You rely on these people. You're relying on these people to grant you something. And now I guarantee you, Stacy has some say when it comes to lease extensions. So you're like, hey, I'm going to disrespect you. I'm going to fake apologize. I'm going to go post online about how I fake apologized and how about I still believe that I'm right. But then I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you for a favor pretty much to extend, extend my lease here. And when it doesn't happen because I'm a dumbass, I'm going to get mad and I'm going to call you all kinds of bad names. That's what's going to happen here. Ah, funny how OP doesn't mention having a girlfriend or anything, right? Is that weird? Is that weird to anybody else? Candy Thunder. If somebody sent you an email and said, hey, Dusty's wife. How would you feel? Oh, she getting up. Ladies and gentlemen, she has a name and that name is <laughs> Candy Thunder. I would not be I would not mind being called um Dusty's wife cuz I'm I'm happy to be Dusty's wife. I'm proud to be his wife. Um but this guy was lazy and a brozo because all he had to do was go look up her name in an email. And I think in a professional setting, you don't refer to someone as Brad and Brad's wife. That's just my personal opinion. Right. Let's take let's take gender out of it because in no way, shape, or form would you address this to Stacy or and Stacy's husband. It's it wouldn't. It no one would ever think of this. And that's why it is slightly misogynistic. Like it and it is what it is. But it's it's twenty twenty three, so let's just use people's names and quit being a lazy asshole and just get it right. The thing that makes me mad about this guy is where he said, Frankly, I don't feel like I did anything wrong. But you did do something wrong because you offended someone. So whether you intended to offend or didn't intend to offend, it's not the it's not the question. You did offend. So apologize. But and you did. You said but you said you're still yeah. annoyed by it because you're writing this post. So you fake apologized, understand why it was wrong, and then move on. It is not it is the wife comment is not the issue here. It's right. the fact that he wasn't consistent to both people he was talking to. So he created a hierarchy and made one person less than had more respect for one person than the other in his introduction here. That is the issue. Um, it is not that 
that being a wife or the term wife is is misogynistic or less than it is the fact that it was unequal in the way that he approached it. And if he had been consistent and done the same for both of them, this wouldn't be an issue. But she took issue with it. She did. And I think I I, I would not have reacted. I would not have said I was going to evict somebody because they called me Dusty's wife. That's I would not have reacted that way. I would have just been like, hey, my name is blah, blah, blah. Um, Here's your lease. And I would have handled it myself because that I'm I would be more assertive in this situation than Stacy. I would not send Dusty to do that for me. I would have done it myself to he didn't do it with intent of harm. He did it with laziness. And that's the point. He was too lazy to have the respect for someone or to think about how it could be perceived. And the laziness is how he ended up being slightly misogynistic here. The laziness of this is the problem. He doesn't have to have intent to do harm to do harm. It's ignorance. It's negligence. Again, he didn't mean to offend, but he did offend. So I can say something and not mean to offend. But if I hurt someone's feelings, I should apologize for hurting their feelings, even though that wasn't my intent. Yeah. And that's just being a decent human being. Negligence can still be harmful. It doesn't have to be malicious. And it doesn't, I mean, take even taking gender out of it. If you know somebody's name and it's easily accessible, then go find the damn name and put it in the email. (laughs) Dear lords of the land that I rent. (laughs) There you go. That's perfect. There you go. I don't think landlord is a as a term i think it's property manager now or like management or something have I don't we know. canceled the term landlord are, <laughs> I don't we, know. are we there i don't know i don't care is that where we're at uh yeah it doesn't matter it's the fact that there was that there was an unequal level of respect shown here that's the issue and, and it was laziness and that is the problem and this is a hard lesson to learn but but all op has to do is accept this lesson and store it and make sure to not make that mistake again instead of bucking it here and listening to his dumbass roommate who's going to get him in more trouble and going to end up getting him kicked out of the place like Even, no just just learn to respect the people that you're relying on like his his doubling down in the update where stacy's a wife from hell and i'm like i don't think any of that matters if you offended somebody just apologize right you offended somebody that you're relying on and asking to do a favor yeah. for you so just yeah just show them res- some respect and if you know they have a problem with there someone don't do it again Okay, this next story is from the AITAH and has a trigger warning of infant loss. Gish, no. Title of this is Am I the Asconaut for Wanting to Divorce My Husband Because He Wants a Son? I, 27 female, have been with my husband, 29 male, for five years, married for three of those years. Our marriage was perfect and we were so happy. It felt like our entire life was perfect. Church on Sunday, loving husband, beautiful home, all of it. A few months into our marriage, I became pregnant, and my husband and I were overjoyed, and so was the rest of our family. My husband was especially happy after finding out our baby was a boy, as he'd always told me he wanted at least one son. I even started to try to attempt to repair my relationship with my mother so our son could have a relationship with his grandparents. I had originally cut off most contact with my mother due to how she treated my brother when he married his husband. Though my brother said he was all right with my decision to get her back in my life since he still has love for her and my baby was her first grandchild. However, our son ended up stillborn and it broke me. I fell into a depression and at one point even considered doing the worst. But my husband was there for me during all of it and we got through the grief. Our marriage felt stronger than ever and life started slowly feeling beautiful again, even if it no longer felt perfect. About five months ago, I found out I'm pregnant again. And then found soon after, we're having triplets. My husband and I were over the moon, and he was the most doting and loving husband. 
Since we have always said that we wanted two to three children, we agreed that we wouldn't try for any more children after this. Well, shoot, if we were having triplets, I'd say the same thing. I'd be like, after this, we are done. Triplets, no more. Nobody has triplets. And then, and then they're like, you know what? We should have more. Because of our and our family's excitement for the triplets, we decided to throw a baby shower and gender reveal party. We trusted my brother with the genders of the triplets, and he bought some confetti cannons with the colored streamers inside. The baby shower went wonderfully with my parents, in-laws, my brother and his husband and their daughter and tons of friends and extended family. It was like a dream come true, and I was so excited for the gender reveal. I don't care what the gender of our babies was. I just wanted healthy little babies. But my husband was clearly excited for potentially three sons. When the time came, me, my husband and my brother all shot a confetti cannon and all three shot out pink confetti. I was so excited and so was my brother, but my husband screamed at the top of his lungs and hit the table in front of us, hitting it so hard that he actually broke it. He screamed at me that I was supposed to give him at least one son because I killed his first son. Well, that's up. This just got super dark. That's when I burst into tears. I had been so broken up about our son's stillbirth and a part of me had felt like it was my fault. And now he, my husband, was the love of my life telling me that it was. My brother immediately stepped in and tried to get my husband to calm down, but my husband shoved my brother. So my brother instead pulled me inside where I cried in the living room while my husband's mother tried to calm him down. I could hear him screaming outside about how three daughters is too many, how he doesn't want four kids, but he also wants a son. Ever since that moment, my husband has hardly talked to me. He's been sleeping in the guest room, and when we do interact, he's clearly upset and mad and tries to argue with me. I tried to talk to him about it and asked how he'll be with our three daughters, but he spat at me and told me he will provide them shelter and food, but he isn't interested in daughters and doesn't plan to have a close relationship with them. That sealed the deal that I want to divorce him, and I cried myself to sleep last night. Earlier today, I confided in my mother and mother-in-law about all of this, but they told me I can't divorce my husband just because he wants a son. Well, it's not just because of that. I don't want my daughters to grow up in an unloving household where their parents constantly argue and their father doesn't love them. The moment my husband said I killed our son, I felt as though I lost all love I had for him in an instant, and I don't want my daughters to be in that kind of household. However, both my mom and my mother-in-law say it's natural for men to want sons and that at least he isn't saying he'll mistreat them. But he did say that (laughs) they treated this as an absolute fact and acted as though I'm just a silly little girl who doesn't know anything. I felt incredibly small and stupid. I don't know what to do. My mother and mother-in-law make me feel like I'm maybe overreacting to my husband's behavior. But my brother says this is not normal as he and his husband are both men who absolutely love their daughter. I'm also not sure of what I'll do with myself if I divorce my husband. I don't work and I'm not sure I'll be able to find a job that can support me and three babies all on my own or how I'll make time for all of them when I have to work. I feel so lost and helpless. I'm torn on what to do because I worry divorce will be too brash of of a decision and that maybe my mother and mother-in-law are right. Am I the astronaut? What should I do? There's an update here, but let's talk about this for a second because holy shit. Um, this is terrible. Um, I think the situation is definitely being minimized by my mom and mother-in-law. He said he would support them, but not, not have any kind of close relationship with them. Um, cruel intentions. I agree with you here. This, this most likely is delayed grief, right? Like this is, this is his grief rearing its ugly head in the ugliest of ways. But 
grief cannot allow you. You cannot allow grief to make you into this person, dad. You can, you can want a son all you want. And, and that's fine. You can want a son, but to, to want something so bad that it makes you not want what you have is destructive. And to openly act out like this and to make these claims against your wife, the woman who's carrying your children, the woman that you supposedly love and say that that it's her fault that the baby was lost the first time. And then to get so mad that she's supposed to give you sons. Gender is determined by the men anyway. So this this is this is a you problem, dude. It's But it's not a problem. You've got three right now, at least healthy kids. And the stress that you are putting your wife under who is carrying these kids is not going to help that situation and help ensure that you have healthy children here. This is dad needs therapy right now, like critical. This is this is emergency therapy kind of situation. And OP, I understand your frustration and your fears here because, yeah, what the hell? What are you going to do? I mean, best case scenario here. He ends up turning it around, but he's got a lot to grovel for. And trust is a, is a big thing that has been broken right now because it's not just worry about him actually caring for them. There's worry about some kind of of acting out and physicality involved here, too. Like there's there are a lot of, of danger signs and, and red flags going on here, and he's going to have to claw his way back if he wants to be a part of this family. He's got to reestablish that trust and love, and it's going to take a whole lot of work. I do believe this was grief triggered. I do believe this was suppressed grief that that made him flip out. But it doesn't matter. You cannot do these kind of things. You can't. You can't and expect there to be no repercussions at all. That is not okay. This is incredibly sad. Um, And the position that she's now put in is terrible. And the fact that mom and mother-in-law are not advocating for her right now, they're advocating for him is heartbreaking. Those, her mom at least is supposed to be in her corner advocating for her. No one is advocating for the mother who's carrying three babies right now, except for her brother. That's heartbreaking. This story sucks and i hate it so far let's hope this turns around in the update it's not gonna is it it's not gonna turn around it's not gonna get any better freaking it's got a long way to go to make me return from pissed off land update to am i the astronaut for wanting to divorce my husband for wanting a son i didn't expect to have an update so soon but after reading everyone's comments i decided to take action immediately and went to my brother's house we talked for hours through the night and came up with a plan i am going to divorce my husband He's shown the kind of man he is, and I don't want to live in or raise daughters in that kind of environment. I'm going to move in with my brother and brother-in-law during all of this. He and his husband have a nice large house where I can have my own room and a nursery for the triplets. I originally worried that perhaps myself and three babies would be overwhelming or a burden to him and my brother-in-law, but they assured me that they would love to have us there. I knew everything would be okay when my brother even offered to have a baby monitor put in their bedroom so he could help if more than one of the triplets woke up during the night. Crap, never thought about that part. What if one more than one kid wakes up? And you know they will. My brother-in-law has a nice high-paying job and my brother works from home, so I will have a stable environment and my brother will help with his nieces. My own niece is excited for us all to live with her. The current plan is I will live with my brother and brother-in-law for a while and once my babies are old enough where I feel comfortable putting them in daycare, which my brother-in-law has offered to pay for, then I can try to find a job of my own where I can save up money and eventually move into a nice place of my own with my daughters. I'm so thankful for my brother and brother-in-law. They truly feel like angels. My brother and I are also going to go no contact with my mother. 
My brother and I discussed her behavior with us growing up, how she treated him when he came out and also got married, and how she's treated me these past few days. We decided this was the best course of action as we've given her many chances in our lives to become more stable and kind, but she's always refused them. And we want our daughters to grow up in a loving family. When I knew my husband had left for church this morning, my brother, brother brother-in-law, and I went to the house and got all of my important things such as documents, clothes, and things that are special to me as well as all the baby things. My brother-in-law's mother watched my niece while we did all of this. She's a kind woman and has offered to be a grandmother to my own babies, which I happily appreciated. I will admit that I cried. I've cried a lot lately, but mostly happy tears. Because my brother and I didn't go to church, my ladies' Bible study group texted me and asked if we were all right and if we needed anything. I texted them back and told them the truth and what happened, and they were all horrified. They told me they support me and are proud of me for taking action and are now even planning a bake sale at the church to help raise money for me and my babies. Also, apparently, when my husband went out to the lunch after church with his men's Bible group, one of the other members is husbands to one of the one of my friends in my Bible group. And when he found out what happened, he yelled at my husband so much that he cried. I got a little bit of joy out of hearing about that, not going to lie. My pastor even called me and asked if I'm okay, and he let me know that I'll always have people who support me at my church, which I'm very grateful for. After my husband came home from church and saw that most of my stuff was gone, he blew up my phone, but my brother-in-law called him for me and said that he would pay for my husband to get therapy for his grief over our son and also told him to leave me alone. My husband has not tried to contact me since, and he has yet to give my brother-in-law an answer for his therapy offer. All in all, I am so grateful for my brother and brother-in-law. I wouldn't be able to do any of this without them. I'm hopeful for the future, and while this isn't the kind of future I imagine for myself or my babies, this is definitely the best one I can currently give them. They say it takes a village, and my babies will definitely have a village full of love and support. Thank you and bless you to everyone who left comments for supporting me. I'm grateful for all of them. I'm glad I could give you a very speedy and happy update. That's way better than any kind of update that I could have imagined here. Way better. Uh, yeah, now that's, that's amazing. And, um, man, brother and brother-in-law stepping up and just being DFHBs to a thousand degrees. <sighs> yeah. Round of applause for these, for these people for stepping up and, and taking her in and being the only advocates for her, but being advocates for her so fervently, right? Like being, taking it all the way and offering a hundred percent support and offering to do all of the things that need to be done, including to pay for therapy for OP's hubby here, who clearly needs it. He clearly is crippled by this grief and uh, maybe, maybe hearing that he was wrong from other members of his church was enough to create pain, the kind of pain that creates change. I don't know how much more he's got to go through before he realizes that he's headed in the wrong direction and that what he did is not okay here. It's going to take forever for him to rebuild to the point that he was at. He'll never be the same man again, but man in his position, I would be doing everything possible to try to repair my soul so that I could be the kind of father that I want to be and know that I can be step one, step two, try to repair my soul and repair the trust to be the kind of husband that I know I can and should be as well. Until that happens, knowing that OP and her babies have a, uh, not just a sufficient, but like um, a solid place and support network in place is huge. It's just huge. Whew. 
Yeah, brother is a saint. That's that's a huge, huge deal. And and the fact that, that Opie had to go no contact with mom after giving her a chance and then mom not advocating for her at all and advocating for the advocating for the husband who just had a public display, a public tantrum at the gender reveal, that's horseshit. And that's that's the right call. I mean, you cannot allow people who will not advocate for you and will advocate for your harm. You cannot allow those people in your life. Am I the Askinaut for refusing to attend my in-law's Christmas unless sister-in-law removes the stocking that has a different name than the one I chose for my unborn son? Oh, this got heavy real quick. To preface, I, female, have been with my husband, Todd, for three years. He has a son, nine, from his late wife. Todd is pretty close to his sister, Monica. Their mom's deceased, and Monica has basically taken over. She's nice to me and all, but she seems to be a bit controlling, especially when it comes to Todd. But that wasn't a real issue until after I got pregnant. After we found the gender of the baby, boy, she insisted on the name Tommy. But I refused because I already had a name in mind, and Todd loved it. But he chose to stay out of the fight, saying maybe we should just let Monica call him Tommy. I refused and asked her to please respect me and the fact that I'm the mom, not her, and she said okay. Like always, she's hosting Christmas for the family this year and invited me and Todd to Christmas dinner. I was intending on coming, that is, until I discovered that she hung stockings with her kids, nephews, and nieces' names and hung a Tommy stocking that's for my son. I was livid. I lost it on her and there was a huge fight. I told her I won't be coming to her Christmas dinner if she doesn't remove the stocking and put the real name and then I left. Todd started yelling at me and we got home saying that I was attempting to ruin an important family tradition by refusing to come and said that I was overreacting and cannot be telling his sister what she should or shouldn't do in her own home. Oh, Todd. Oh, Todd, you fool. He tried to convince me to come, but I said no. Not until she removes that stocking and it doesn't look like she's going to do it because he spoke with her and he's now mad at me for making a huge deal out of it. Her husband, Philip, who's usually nice to me, called yesterday saying that he spoke with Todd and he'd be devastated if I cause the family to miss the event at Monica's house and ruin it, not only for the adults, but for the kids as well, since my stepson loves spending the holidays with his cousin. Todd has been quiet, and the only way we communicate is through Philip. I feel ashamed. Maybe I overreacted. Am I the astronaut? Edit. To answer someone's question, no, I did not ask Monica to put a stocking up for my son. She said it was for my son. It was her decision, although I find it weird since the baby isn't even born yet. OP had a comment later on. No, there's no Tommy in the family. A totally, a totally random name, which makes me even more confused as to why she's so hung up on it. Makes no sense, honestly. Okay. Um, <laughs> she's already walking this way. She's like, I'll handle this. I got this. Candy Thunder's coming. <laughs> you don't. You don't have this handled. You don't understand it. This is a power play. And and there was actually uh, there was a, a comment on a YouTube video the other day that talked about um, some cultural differences where some cultures, the, the mother matriarch, whatever it is um, of the family will, will have like an ongoing power battle with 
wives of their sons, which which his sister has inherited here because she's inherited the matriarch kind of role. She now has stepped into the I'm going to have control over everything role. And this could be a cultural thing where she feels like that's her job to be able to control everything, but not to name people's kids for them and not to not respect their wishes to not go with the name that you chose. And hubby here, Todd, was that his name? Todd. (laughs) Well, the stereo got wet somehow, Todd. Todd is worthless here. Todd is no help whatsoever. The fact that he is too weak to be able to stand up to his own sister and be like, look, you're going to respect my wife. You're going to respect the fact that this is not your child. You cannot control this child. You don't get to make decisions for me and my family, especially when it comes to naming our freaking children. If Todd is okay with her choosing a name for their child, which he wasn't in the beginning, but now he's like, you're making too big of a deal out of it. And symbolically her putting the name on the stocking is her choosing the name for your child. Make no doubt about it because she is announcing it to the family at that point. If there's an event and there's a Tommy stocking up there, it is her telling the family, your child's name is Tommy. And the fact that he is not willing to plant a flag and fight it means that he is just bowing down to it and letting her take control. You're kind of on your own here, which sucks because it would be great to have his backing here. And maybe I'm reading too much into it, but this sounds like one of the classic power play things where mothers-in-law, which she has assumed the role of, does battle with the wives of sons for control. This is a control issue. You cannot let her win this, not just because of the isolated incident that it is, but because of the indicative symbolism that this is the first domino and this domino will lead to her controlling everything else and steamrolling everyone, which apparently she's really good at because Todd is unwilling to, to do battle here. Him staying out of it, him staying out of it is choosing a side because he didn't actively stand up for his wife. There is no staying out of it when your wife is being attacked. Staying out of it is choosing a side. I want to get Candy Thunder up here and get her thoughts on this because it is... It, uh, It is complicated. This is a precedent. This is the first domino. This is war. This is one battle for a lifelong war. And you get to determine how it's going to go here. Inaction is action here, especially if somebody is 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 attacking uh, is attacking your wife. Inaction is action. He's not staying out of it. He's choosing to side by choosing to vote present. Candy Thunder, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but he, I think he did choose this side because he started an argument uh, with his wife. He said, she's um, like when they, he said, Todd started yelling at me when we got home mm-hmm. that I was attempting to ruin an important family tradition. So Todd has no problem with his sister naming his baby with another woman. Like that does not, that's the part that, that got me that Todd was like, yeah, whatever. We'll just call him Tommy. I'm like, I, I just don't understand where Tommy even came from. Oh, it's random according like it's, to OP it's here. Just a, yeah, I don't understand. So he he definitely chose a side because he he fought with his wife over it and said she was making a huge deal out of it. And, uh, it sister does not get to choose the name. No, and I mean that's that's the statement that needs to be made here. But hubby be, is letting her have her way. I would be super petty, and I would just start calling the sister by a different name. Call your husband by a different name, and just and just roll with it and be like, until you stop. I'm not going to stop. If you don't stop the bullshit, I'm not stopping the bullshit. Make sure, this is my child's name. Make sure you change their names in your phone, too. So it's like you're messaging with Princess Consuela Banana Hammock and go. Crap Bag. Crap Bag. Yes, yeah. exactly. And uh, yes, <laughs> do that. that. That's a good way to do it. Uh, or, you know, you can hang up your own stockings and, and be like, <laughs> and be like, 
Just write biznatch on one of them. <laughs> Bring them with you and hang them over the fireplace and chuck the Tommy stocking. Biznatch, spineless. Who else we got? Uh, Mr. Biznatch. He's there too because he jumped in at the end. Oh, uh, sister's true. husband jumped in and is like, Are you're, you're going to ruin this for everyone. Which here. means that he's getting an earful. So he's trying to alleviate the pain on his end. She's already amassed a healthy amount of power. You know what I mean? Right. Assuming this matriarch role, she's already and and knowing the culture would be would be helpful here because it's, I think that yeah. could that could sway it. Uh, no, well, not sway it, but it could explain part of it. Yes, one hundred percent. Two yes, one no situation for baby names. Yeah, you should both agree on the name. If not, you skip it and move on to the next one. It's just a very weird uh, to pick and be like, this is it. I'm naming your child. Yeah. Also, OP, please, please make sure you get that birth certificate filled out. On your own. Like, you better uh, do not let the hubby fill that shit up. Yeah. Because you're going to you're gonna be going home with Tommy. You're going to be going home with the Tommy. Yeah. From the Petty Revenge subreddit, I took the manager's idea for a birthday cake because she wouldn't let me go home. Huh. I like to bake and even took a cake class. I used to work in a call center. There was a manager, Kate, that worked there and was essentially a FWB with my manager, Sawyer. What does FWB mean? Oh, yeah. Friends with benefits. (laughs) I just got called old man by a dusty light. I hated her a lot. She was really annoying and thought she was better than everyone. She was snobby about her position. One year that I was there, when the new year rolled around and started, I was sick. Really sick. Like puking, restroom trips, coughing, the works. I could barely stay on the phone. I went to Kate and told her, the only manager there, and asked to go home. She said, no, if you go home, you will lose your job is what she said exactly, and continued to mindlessly click on her computer. I had days and hours to cover, but I was like 20 years old and obviously didn't want any chance of losing my job. So I went back to work, very mad and very sick. A couple of months later, I was sitting in front of manager Sun's desk. Then Kate came to speak to Sun. She says, I'm going to make Sawyer an island-themed cake for his birthday. She then began to make jokes between her and Sun that she hoped she could do it. It'll only be box cake because she knows she can't bake it and blah, 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 blah. I asked to see what cake she's going to bake. Extremely simple. So then it hit me. I'm going to make this exact island-themed cake and make it better than she ever could. So I did that night. I brought it into work the next day and gave it to Sawyer in front of everyone. Everyone loved the cake, thought it was cool. Sawyer loved the cake. Kate hated it. She was butthurt and gave cat butt face every time I talked to her for months later. What's cat butt face? <laughs> the the cat. Okay. So, yeah. When the cat tries to show its, its beehole to you, the, that. And since I have a beard, it kind of works better. Right? Uh, yeah. Do it better than she could. And then she's going to get all pissed off about it. The unfortunate part for you here, OP, is that if she's still a manager for you, she's still going to make your life hell. Uh, it may be even more so now. But... Got to take your jabs where you can, right? And in this case, it was something that she couldn't control. So you did something better. And she's just got to deal with it and got to keep her mouth shut, right? So, nice. (laughs) 
mind the astronaut for telling my husband not to open boxes delivered to our house with my name during the holidays. Yeah, I can see how that would make you think of, of her and I. We have to be very careful about checking labels. A few weeks ago, my husband and I shopped together for the specific items during an online drop for one of his favorite brands. One of the items he wanted, he said he would get because they sell out fast, and the rest we talked about for other members of the family. While I was shopping, I found some other gifts for him as well. Knowing the items would be shipped in my name, I told him just to be safe not to open any boxes with my name on them just in case I got him other stuff. I've come home twice now to boxes open with my name on them containing gifts for him. I shite. The one gift he ordered for himself, but essentially from me, was also delivered recently. Tonight, while cooking dinner, he proceeds to open the box right in front of me. When I asked what he was doing, he said opening the boxes to get them out of the way. Each day, there have been a few boxes at our entryway slash kitchen, which I have been taking to the basement periodically. I got upset and told him I was frustrated he keeps opening his own presents. He responded to say that it wasn't a big deal because he already knew what it was. I told him that just because he knows what it is, he should still wait for Christmas to look at it when he unwraps it. He told me if I didn't want him to see it, then I should have wrapped it already. That's probably the red flag. I'll go ahead and give it to you there. Meanwhile, I have already wrapped over 25 presents for the household and he has wrapped zero That's pretty accurate, too. I told him I would when I had time, but that I could only do so much. He said, fine, I'll wrap it then. And I said, no, but you could help me wrap other gifts for other family members. And he told me I was overreacting that it wasn't a big deal. I got pissed and left the room. Am I the astronaut? Okay, uh, let's let's chat about this for a second, because we're very careful about checking labels, like I said. Um, And I have an understanding that if it's got her name on it, I'm not going to open it. Have I accidentally opened any gifts that you have? Yes, she has. So she had ordered something from the same place and thought it was for one of the girls. I remember this happening now and I'm like, damn it. Then you're like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought it was. I'm like, damn it. And I went ahead and gave it to her. Uh, Also, Candy Thunder and I are terrible about giving each other gifts like way ahead of Christmas because we get really excited about gifts that we got for each other and then having to buy more gifts as we get closer to Christmas. Cause then we're like, we're like, Oh crap. Uh, now we don't have enough, but it's, if we get something for each other that we know that they're going to, that the other one's going to love, it's like, we're, we're just terrible about it. So we, we don't go overboard. We don't do a ton, but because we give each other like a gift or two early, we end up having to get like replace those gifts later on. The logic is messed up. We're just excited to give each other gifts. Um, in this case here, I think the way that hubby treated it was, was unfair. Like if he, he was only willing to wrap presents for himself, not for other family members. That doesn't make any sense. Like I've actually jumped in and wrapped several presents this year already, just trying to get the machine moving. Um, and I'm not great at it, but they're done and they look decent enough. And, and for, uh, she says they're perfect. I'm like, well, that's because you're looking at the pretty side. Don't turn it over. Uh, <laughs> don't don't turn it over. The way he's he's reacting to this is not really fair. And even if you know exactly what it is, you have to pretend like, I mean, you just hand it over, right? Don't open it up. Hand it over. Let, let the person who bought it for you decide when they want to give it to you. If they want to do it now, cool. If they don't, let them wrap it up. But you essentially have no power over that item until it is given to you. Um, and him only being willing to wrap his own gifts is shitty, right? And saying, well, if you don't want me to see it, wrap it up already. I'm like, that's an unrealistic expectation. So uh, come on, guy. That is the way the system is supposed to work. Check the name. Double check the name. If you accidentally open it and see that it's not for you, immediately close the box back up and make sure you grovel to the person who bought you the thing. 
And if you do a really good job groveling or to the puppy eyes, while you're groveling, they might just give it to you then. That's what happened with Candy Thunder. She's really cute. She's really cute when she was when she was groveling. So had to. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content, and if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.